friend how are you i'm good good i like yeah so this is wait tell me everything oh my god you're scaring me uh yes and i'm andrea and i'm so and... we decided i'm i'm trying to act right today oh my goodness okay you have to <laughs> warn me you have to warn me when we're you're gonna act right like it takes me way too much by surprise and i don't know what's happening like what you're introducing ourselves and the show like in the first minute i mean not first 30 seconds good grief love woman <laughs> give me some warning <laughs> huh. i can't oh gosh i was like let's do this right i am Sitting up here, I have a blanket wrapped around me. I'm sitting um, at my desk. I'm sitting okay. at my desk. Okay, good. That's not good. my bed. Thank you. And um, I have a, I don't know if this is going to be a problem or not, but we'll see, uh-huh. a cup of my matcha latte uh-huh. in my favorite um, King George cup mug. Okay. I love that and, you have the mug. Oh, my gosh. You have no idea how, like, this has been, like, the highlight. It was one of the highlights of 2020. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> I literally laughed and then started crying when I opened it. Oh. <laughs> I was like, who knew this would make me so Okay, happy. this is the thing that breaks you after everything that's happened. Thing. Yes, I was like, this gesture... From my dear friend, made me so happy. So thank you again for my mug. I don't know if I've described it here because I did post it on Facebook. I love again. We've discussed how much I love Hamilton, yes. and she got me up, sent me just for no reason because she's my homie. Um, sent me a coffee mug. Well, my tea mug. Tea mug. Um, with King George from Hamilton doing the da 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 da. Yeah. So I literally opened the box and like could not stop laughing, and (laughs) so much fun, and then started crying. I love it. Yeah, you're you're welcome. Larry's thing I saw, and then I was like, it's so sweet. (laughs) I was like, when I saw it, I was like, she had to have something with this on it. I was like. A shirt, a mug, a notepad, something. Oh my gosh, and this gets not quite daily use, but pretty, you know, every at least a few times a week when I usually only usually only drink tea during the week. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so yeah, there we go. So there you go. Thank you. Yep. Lovely. All right. You know what? I feel like because it's kind of late, I just want to get on with it. Do you want to get on with it? We do have a a couple of more than one, uh, more than a couple of news stories. Yeah, and I've cut down. Like I have like two viral boxes, but I'm just going to concentrate on one, and then like a few like brief things. I'm not. Yeah, like everything. I'm just going to, like I said, just going to 
fly through. <laughs> the right. presentation, the discussion fly video through. Lasts a little longer. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. All right, so let's start yes, with newsworthy. Friend. We're gonna uh-huh. we're gonna start sad, and then we're gonna, uh-huh. but it, there's gonna be it's gonna be an uptick, and they're gonna end on a high. Okay, I like that. I okay. like that strategy. Yeah, <laughs> that's my strategy. So we've discussed the death penalty here before, and it was in the news this past Ugh. week. Yeah, yeah, this is out of NBC News um, by Eric Ortiz, uh, and it's uh, the headline is U.S. executes Brandon Bernard, who was 18 at the time of his crime, despite appeals. So Brandon Bernard was 18 when he took part in a 1999 double murder in Texas, and he was killed by lethal injection at a federal prison Thursday, despite 11th hour attempts for court intervention. The case drew renewed interest in recent weeks and sparked debate about whether the death penalty is a necessary punishment for someone who was barely a legal adult at the time of the crime. Bernard, who was 40 when he was executed, was the youngest person based on his age when the offense occurred in nearly seven decades to be put to death by the federal government. The Supreme Court denied a request for an emergency stay Thursday night and Bernard was pronounced dead at 9.27 p.m. In the moments before his death, a calm Bernard spoke directly to the family of the couple he killed. I'm sorry, he said. That's the only words that I can say that completely capture how I feel now and how I felt that day. Bernard's attorney called the execution, quote, a stain on America's criminal justice system. Lawyer Robert C. Owen said Brandon made one terrible mistake at age 18, but he did not kill anyone and he never stopped feeling shame and profound remorse for his actions in the crime that took the lives of Todd and Stacey Bagley. And he spent the rest of his life sincerely trying to show, as he put it, that he was not that person. Bernard was the ninth person put to death by the federal government this year after the Justice Mm -hmm. Department resumed executions in July after a 17-year hiatus right. on the federal right. level, which I was like, I didn't, I didn't even know that that was, I, I think I didn't know either of those things. Like, I didn't know that we were on a 17-year hiatus as the federal government was on a, the Justice But think of on- all the, like, death penalties, you know, like, they come up every now and then. It's usually, mm-hmm. like, a state thing. Like, I hear, like, Texas. Like, I, right. I hear, like, you know, California every blue moon when we like kind of have one so sure. yeah when they when they when they when I read that I was like yeah because it's usually like a state thing and not you know like a federal yeah so I was like okay yeah I never thought about it but yeah yeah that's right it's uh so that was interesting like all all of that aspect of it I didn't know that we were on a hiatus and I didn't know that we were off this hiatus as of nine months ago or whatever um So it says this year, fear over the spread of the coronavirus in prisons has largely led states to put holds on executions. But the surging numbers of COVID-19 cases and deaths in recent months have not deterred the federal government from acting in the final weeks of Donald Trump's presidency. Right. Because they're like they're super spreader type situations because all people have to be involved in it. Right. Because you're bringing in it's not like. It's you. It's a bunch more people coming into the prison than would normally be there, right? You have yeah. the um, the witnesses, which oftentimes are 
community members, uh, people like, you know, the victims, uh, family. Um, there's press and, there. There's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's typically some like press for the purposes of like the, the public record. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have the actual, um, like, because my understanding yeah. is always spent the staff is like specific staff, like it's not like mm-hmm. the staff is typically there um, at that location. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of people involved that would not normally um, be in. And then it, obviously it's in an enclosed space. And yeah, right. just... I was like, and why the rush to like, do this towards the end of your term? Like, what's, what is for what? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's just I don't get it. It's a very, I mean, there's so many questions. Um, mm. Bernard's attorneys asked a federal appeals court Wednesday to temporarily halt his execution while they pursued claims that the prosecution at his trial unconstitutionally withheld evidence that would have led jurors to give him a life sentence. <clears throat> and in another, a different article I read about the evidence, basically, um, the evidence was to uh, f- from a witness who say who was gonna t- would would have testified that uh, Bernard was not like he was really like a low low level uh, like low man on the totem pole right in this uh, gang operation that um, that led to the death of this couple um, and so that he was not like a mastermind he wasn't like in charge. He was basically like a lackey. The shooter. He and, and and there's no one's arguing that he was a shooter. Like it's clear that he's not the shooter. That's like not up. For, that hasn't actually been up for debate. Um, but it was. There wasn't any. Th- there was false testimony um, as far as um, the defense was concerned. False testimony that he was more important than he was in this particular operation. And then, so there was counter, there was a counter witness to that who was never allowed to testify at the original trial. Mm. So that's the evidence that they were trying to bring. Um, Five jurors have since come forward to attest that they no longer support the death penalty in the case, while a former prosecutor who challenged Bernard's appeal of his death verdict said she did not believe he should be put to death, in part because he was a teenage offender and had become a model prisoner. Um, Given that five jurors no longer stand by their death verdict, Brandon must not be executed until the courts have fully addressed the constitutionality of his sentence, Owen said. In the Supreme Court's decision to decline a stay Thursday, Justices Stephen Breyer, Elena Kagan, and Sonia Sotomayor would have granted the request. Kim Kardashian West, who has championed criminal justice causes, again asked her millions of followers on social media this week to appeal to Trump to commute Bernard's sentence. She tweeted Thursday, just spoke to Brandon for what will likely be the last time, hardest call I've ever had. She added that she was in tears. Uh, Democratic Senators Dick Durbin of Illinois and Cory Booker of New Jersey, members of the Judiciary Committee, had also urged Trump to grant clemency, arguing that, quote, the death penalty in the United States is fatally flawed in its imposition as disproportionately imposed based on race. Mm -hmm. Attorney General William Barr said in July that those slated for death were, quote, among the worst criminals and acknowledged a desire to bring justice to the victims. 
The Justice Department did not respond to a request for further comment on the next batch of planned executions. Aside from Bernard's case, the federal government has scheduled four more executions, mm -hmm. including one on Friday. All involve Black men, except Lisa Montgomery, who is set to die next month and would be the first woman in nearly 70 years to be exec executed by the federal government. Which is just... It's crazy. God. And they, like, the family of the couple who were, um, were they pastors or missionaries? They were, they were religious. There was some kind of religious um, vocation with both. Okay. Of them. I didn't read much about them. I, yeah. I read about the crime overall. Yeah. So I read something because the sister of, I think, one of the victims was upset about, you know, Kim Kardashian um, posting um, and about all the sympathy that was being um, expressed for him, for mm. Brandon. Um, mm. And then at the, um, at the, after the execution, they um, interviewed the mother who was like, you know, I forgive him. Um, but basically they still very much wanted mm -hmm. him to die, you know, for whatever. And, you know, like I've had family members who were murdered. Um, mm -hmm. And for me, like some the person who killed them being in like in those cases, the people who killed them were never caught. So mm. um, so for me, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I'm like, you're, you're pro-life, you're, you're pro-life. You don't feel that anyone has the right to take someone's life, even if that person took a life. Like you still don't. I still believe, I believe that. And for me, like in terms of justice and, you know, peace of mind, mm. that person dying, that still doesn't um, help me. That my, mm -hmm. my loved one is still no longer here. They're still mm -hmm. never going to have the memories, you know, um, you know, have the relationship with their children. You know, we, you know, it's like a missing part of, you know, our family, unit, like a significant part of our family unit that's missing. So mm -hmm. that other person dying, you know, that there's no resolution for me. That doesn't make me feel better. Um, you know, like for me, the fact that he's, you know, turned his life around um, and learned something like he's never going to get out of jail. Like he will continue, <laughs> you know. Well, and that's the it. thing. That's what they were asking for. Like they yeah. were saying, like he did. They were saying it like that. Yeah, like they were saying, like clemency, not like not a uh, what is it, what what am I trying to think of? Not a uh, not like releasing him from prison. Like that. Yeah, uh, like yeah, it's not. Um, God, I can't. <laughs> I feel so inarticulate. Not like a pardon like, where he's like, not a pardon. Yeah. Thank you. Like there's, they're like, they still like, you know, which to me, I, I feel like, I don't know, for me, like, I feel like life in prison is worse than death. Like, I mean, it would be for me, I feel yeah, <laughs> like, you know, like, I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather have you suffer, you know, quietly yes. with your, like, whatever, like, maybe and like, maybe you don't have a conscience and you're not suffering because you don't have remorse or whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather know that you're just that your freedoms have been taken away and yeah. that you don't have, you know, you don't have the ability to be out in the world and like enjoy, you know, you know, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness like the rest of us because of what you did. Like I'd rather that right. than, um, because to me like that feels more just like you took that away from my loved one, 
And so now to the best that we can do, we're taking it away from you, you know? Um, And so you don't get to, you you likewise don't get to enjoy the things that you, that you stole from us, you know? Yeah. So to me, like, that's like, because I always think about like the people who murder, you know, blacks, you know, like Medgar Evers or Mm -hmm. people who murdered um, Evett Hill and how like they literally enjoyed their lives mm-hmm, the whole rest of their lives and like that yep. you know like burns me up like that kills me like that they're able to mm-hmm. enjoy their life while they cause so much pain like generations mm-hmm. of pain inflicted on families um like yeah. yeah so to me like that's unjust but a person who's in prison for life like i've never been to a prison in my life um but yeah, I'm not know, trying to. I feel that TV depictions look horrible, so I can't even imagine <laughs> what the actual right. situation is. Like, right. I feel that that is like yeah, torture. Like, I I remember when I was younger, and like my mom like had to like, or I had to wait for someone to like pick me up from somewhere or mm-hmm. or something. Like to me, like that was torture. Like not being able to do what I wanted to do. <laughs> right wait for somebody else for i for me to do like things that i need to do for myself like for me like that is like the worst feeling in the world like i want to be able to do the things <laughs> that i want to do right. when i want to do them and the right. fact that your right. whole right. life right. is just dictated by everybody else but you like that is right. torture um so yeah, I don't, uh, you know, like, like, yeah, what he, you know, read, like, what happened, what happened, what he did, like, horrific, like, it was awful. It is awful. It awful. It's horrific. Um, but I don't feel, I don't believe in the death penalty. I just don't. Um, and the, and one of the reasons why is because of that, you know, fact that it's disproportionate. Um, yes. with you know, people of color, black men in particular, like men in particular. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. the Innocent Project have, like, been able to prove that so many yes. people don't deserve to be there. And so what yeah. you, feel, you can't take it back. Right. Like, that's the thing about it. It's so permanent. It's it's both imperfect and permanent. Mm-hmm. And so that the combination of those two just does not sit well with me. You know, it's just like... Mm-mm. We we have such an imperfect system and the fact that you can have a branch of the Innocence Project in every state now, you know, like where, you know, like the Innocence Project started as um, like a singular thing that has like multiplied now into where, you know, like there's literally an Innocence Project in every state yeah. and they and each of each of those um, offices have thousands and thousands of cases now of course like they have people writing into them who are like i'm innocent and like are you know they are right there are no Um, guilty people in jail no (laughs) no, right like you know but like they so they they're sifting through all of that to you know but they are for like absolutely like constantly working on cases that are legit like legitimately you know and like you like the um I think I talked about it when it came out on Netflix with the documentary on the Innocence Project was so good and that documentary just covered like just like a handful Mm -hmm. I think it was a total of uh maybe six episodes so like each one um uh well it was a little bit like some cases um were more than one episode so but they covered like a handful of cases and 
and they were all you know they were all just and and like and even that like the injustice of people who have spent 40 years of their lives right. in prison for something that they did not do oh my god like that's something that somebody else like literally somebody else did it and because of confirmation bias and or like you know uh, witnesses like Austin. yeah like or yeah or just like or even like you know forced confessions you know mm-hmm. like bad interrogation yeah tactics and all that sort of like so many things that go wrong side note um, one of my many great one of my greatest fears oh yeah yes mm-hmm. being falsely accused of a crime so um, being falsely accused of a crime yeah um but yeah it's just uh, and it happens and the, you know and again like that so like there's like that to me is in just like it's just that is bad enough that like there are uh, there is there is really like an inordinate amount of people who spend who serious time in prison for something that they did not do and to you know to think that one of those people could then be you know sentenced to death and and possibly executed before their you know their innocence is you know found out Mm -hmm. or whatever like that's that is horrifying so so yeah so um yeah, so that's the situation. The other, just the last thing I'll read here is, um, oh, now I lost my place. Uh, death penalty experts say that the way the Trump administration is moving ahead with executions during a lame duck period has no parallel and that in the past, the outgoing administration Stop. would defer yeah, would defer such cases to the incoming one. President-elect Joe Biden campaigned in support of a moratorium on the death penalty, favoring instead life sentences without probation or parole. Um, so, yeah. It's like it's setting just, up a firing squad before you, like, leave. Yeah. It's like he's just wreaking havoc. Yep, that's what he does. He's the chief havoc wreaker. Oh, my God. Uh, again, I'm still like, again, you know, like I travel through Trump, Trump country, you know, outside the city of Atlanta, um, it's Trump mm-hmm. country. Um, so today I had an open house and down the street, there was literally a house, like a couple, like maybe a quarter of a mile away from where my open house was with, I kid you not, 20 Trump signs no. in the yard. I was like, no. why? First of all, why like twenty? Why like, so just, many? Just, like we see maybe it. one or two, like you know, one or two, like on either yeah. side of the yard. My little black neighbor, that. he's finally removed the black voices for Trump sign. He still has <laughs> one little Trump sign, and it's no uh-huh. longer at the um, edge of you know the street. It's now like next to like his the stairs leading into his house. Wow. So I was like, but you still ha- hanging in there, huh? You are yeah, still, he sure is still hanging in, the in there. Of Good Southwest grief. Atlanta, the only He's person. Doing <laughs> Trump. He's doing the yeah. most. Oh my gosh. Sorry. There's like animals all over me. Um, yeah. Well, God bless mm-hmm. him. Uh, right. um, okay. So moving on, speaking of. Uh, he who shall not be named um, this is from the Texas Tribune uh, article by Emma Plat- Platoff uh, dateline December 11th 
Headline, U.S. Supreme Court throws out <laughs> Texas lawsuit contesting 2020 election results in four battleground states. So this was one of the big news stories mm-hmm. that came out uh, Friday. Um, briskly rejecting a long shot but high stakes case, the U.S. Supreme Court on Friday tossed out the Texas lawsuit that had become a vehicle for Republicans across the country to contest President-elect Joe Biden's victory. In a few brief sentences, the high court said it would not consider the case for procedural reasons because Texas lacked standing to bring it. The court wrote in an unsigned ruling Friday evening, Texas has not demonstrated a judicially cognizable interest in the manner in which another state conducts its elections. That is such a, oh, sorry. Hmm. Oh my gosh. What? What in the world? I'm putting on, I'm trying to put up a website and all of a sudden like music started playing. I hate when people have like ads on a website. Oh, that, that are immediate. Yeah. I'm like, I don't see this. I don't care about a Mazda, whatever you're talking about. Okay. Go on. I'm so sorry. So with electoral college deadlines rapidly approaching, the ruling likely ends President Donald Trump's bid to overturn the election results through the courts. Texas sued this week to challenge the election results in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin on the basis that those states implemented pandemic-related changes to election procedures that Texas claimed were illegal and cast into question the election results. Those battleground states shot back in harsh harsh reply briefs that Texas had no business challenging the election protocols of other states. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's mind your, leave <laughs> and, your business, Texas. Mind your mind your business, Texas. And what was funny? Somebody else wrote somewhere. They're like, of all states, like Texas, who doesn't ever want to be told what, what to, do. to do. Yeah, we're Texas. you have a lot of nerve. We're not a state. We're <laughs> Texas. Like, yeah, have... we're like they still are. Like they still like err on the side of being the, the republic. republic. Yeah, we're the Republic of Texas. Like, are you for real right now? Seriously, right? Are you going to turn around and tell somebody how how they should act? The nerve! Um, you know what you have? <laughs> the audacity! <laughs> the audacity! Um, legal experts warn that if Texas succeeded, the case would set a dangerous precedent a precedent of allowing states to intervene in one another's affairs and allowing courts to overturn settled certified election right. results it's all been certified uh, it's all done it's it's done let us be clear attorneys for pennsylvania wrote in the state's reply brief texas invites this court to overthrow the votes of the american people and choose the next president of the united states that faustian invitation must be firmly rejected texas lawsuit leaned heavily on discredited claims of election fraud in swing states Election officials and U.S. Attorney General Bill Barr have said there is no evidence of election fraud on a scale that could have swayed the results. The lawsuit quickly grew into a dividing line for blue and red states across the country and for Republicans, a test of loyalty to Trump. Some Republican-led states refused to side with Trump in the case. Idaho Attorney General uh, Lawrence Wazden said, Quote, the legally correct decision may not be politically convenient decision, but more Republican states chose, chose to join it. Trump and Republicans across the country had pinned their hopes on the Texas suit with Trump himself intervening. In a series of tweets, the president called it the big one and later added, it is very strong, all criteria met in all caps. 
But by Thursday, it had drawn the involvement of nearly every state with more than a dozen weighing in on each side, as well as the endorsement of more than 100 members of the U.S. House. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Oh, my gosh. My uh, friend, this included- um, Bessie has like a note of all the ones in Georgia that signed on to this nonsense. I mean, I think everyone needs to make note. I mean, I'm like, I was kind of surprised by some of the ones on the list. It included um, U.S. representatives. More than a dozen Texas Republicans and then U.S. reps Jody Arrington, Brian Babin, Kevin Brady, Michael Burgess, Michael Cloud, Mike Conaway, Dan Crenshaw, Bill Flores, Louis Gomer, Lance Godin, uh, Kenny Marchant, Randy Weber, Roger Williams, and Ron Wright. If the court had heard the case, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz said he would have argued it at the request of Trump. But U.S. Senator John Cornyn a former Texas attorney general and Texas Supreme Court justice had said he was, quote, not convinced by the logic of the case. So court watcher said from the start that the case was a long shot. Trump has indicated that he hoped the high court, which now includes three justices that he appointed, would turn the election his way. But the justices have shown no interest in doing so. Earlier this week, the the court tossed a similar case from Pennsylvania Republicans attempting to challenge Biden's win in that battleground state. Justices Samuel Alito and Clarence Thomas indicated they would have allowed Texas to bring the case, but said that they would, quote, not grant other relief. None of Trump's appointees indicated they saw merit in the lawsuit. In a series of tweets after the ruling, Trump raged Uh against the decision, which he called, quote, a disgraceful miscarriage of justice. Uh, The quote, the tweet says one another tweet says the Supreme Court really let us down. No wisdom, no courage. Uh, legal experts called the lawsuit dangerous and unprecedented in its aim. Uh, this is from U.S. Rep. Chip Roy, a Texas Republican who once served as a Texas attorney general. Uh, and, um, as Ken Paxton's top deputy, he called, he said, garbage, but dangerous garbage, a dangerous violation of federalism that will almost certainly fail. The case was a Hail Mary play for Trump, who hoped the court would hand him a victory that the voters did not. His campaign has filed dozens of lawsuits across the country in an overwhelmingly unsuccessful bid to overturn the election. But the case carried high stakes to for Paxton, who filed it who filed it at an adir in his two decade roller coaster of a political career. Um, so the article goes on for a little bit more, but basically, um, for the what is it like the millionth Groundhog Day, uh, the winner of the 2020 election is President Joe Biden. Oh, but did you um, see the <laughs> um statement by Alan West? Uh, no, Alan West. Alan West is a black man. He is also mm-hmm. the chair of the Texas Republican Party. And okay. he is just straight up cooning. So this is his statement after <laughs> the Supreme Court decision. The Supreme Court, because it, it caused like a little bit of ruckus on my timeline. So the Supreme Court, okay. in tossing the Texas lawsuit that was joined by 17 states, and 106 U.S. congressmen have decreed that a state can take unconstitutional actions and violate its own election law, resulting in damaging effects on other states that abide by the law, 
while the guilty state suffers no consequences. This decision establishes a precedent that says states can violate the U.S. Constitution and not be held accountable. This, I think you just said that. This decision will have far-reaching ramifications <laughs> for the future of our constitutional republic. Perhaps law-abiding states should bond together and form a union of states that will abide by the Constitution. So he's basically called like, what, does he want like a civil war? Like, like what, you're calling like, for succession. So one guy uh, responded and he's like, um, I believe at Texas GOP should immediately retract this, apologize and fire Alan West and anyone else associated with this. My guy, Abraham Lincoln and the Union soldiers already told you no. Really? <laughs> like, like we settled this a long time ago now. We settled this a long time ago. Like you're, you know, like just. Oh my so God. I'm like, so this is like the thing that's just bothering me. Like they are just like, just wrapping up this mess. Like the the electors vote tomorrow, mm-hmm. so it'll be like right. official, yes. you know, after tomorrow. And I'm just like, they're just like yeah. ramping people up, and it's just, it's just so dangerous. This is not something to play with. You know, you guys are just, oh my God, something up to. And I was like, yeah, this is not where we, what, what we're doing right now. And so they're like, you know, the scary thing is there was a part, a time in American history, um, the Reconstruction um, and the Nader, Nader that mm-hmm. followed, where people were duly mm. elected to offices and by, you know, terror and by yes. crime and murder they were not allowed to take those positions. And I'm like, the way that they are just riling people up, I was like, we're not going back there. Like, just stop. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's just so irresponsible. All these people need to be fired and banished. I'm like, it's just, it's just, it's just disgusting. I'm just disgusted by, by what they're doing. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't love America. It's no, I mean, like, it's like it, it. It's just such a like. I don't un, like like the fact that like a hundred additional people decided to like sign on to this thing, like out of whatever, like misguided and mis, you know, like misassigned loyalty mm-hmm. to to this dude. I'm just like, what I. I don't get it. Like, I don't understand um, the, like, the, this level of, like, like... It's sedition. Anywhere yeah, else, like, like, this is sedition. Right. Like, you just, like, you are you don't like the results, and you're making up stuff <laughs> about what happened. Like, no, like, and people in your own court, like, on your own side of the court are saying, like, no, like, there's nothing, you know, can like, I say- like, don't you see how, like, he, like, you know, how he has no loyalty to anybody, like, how, like, you know, uh, Kemp uh, and Brad, uh, the Secretary of State, yeah, like, Brad Rapsenberg, uh, Brian Kemp, uh, Barr, William Barr, you know, like, all these people who he's, you know, in the past lauded as like very good, wonderful people, excellent uh, Americans. And they are, they are loyal, like, loyal, 
right until they like disagree yeah. with him and then the moment they disagree with him or don't do his bidding they're terrible you know like they're you know they're you know and they he like this he tries to discredit them um the number of people that he's been through in his like administration his in terms of administration his brief thank, thank you thank you lord um administration but like the number of people that were fired in the last four years who started off on some like high with him and who he like abandoned like why are you still like who are these hangers on who are still like you know like just trying to please him or trying to stay on his good side Yeah, i feel like he has something on a lot of these people or they're just like super you know i don't know or what is the fear? Yeah, like because I feel like it's it has to be like fear based. But like, okay, so then what are you afraid of? Like, because he's on his way out. Like, he has no like, more political capital. So if you are actually like a person who wants to get ahead in Washington and in politics, like this is a sinking ship, lame duck. That's that's why that whole term is there. Like this is not. That's why the yeah. yeah that's why you don't, this exists, is not the yeah. person you hit your wagon to. So. I don't know, like 2004, like, I know there's going to be, you know, pushback from this, just like there was pushback after, you know, anytime, like, there's a liberal person and, like, the next election, you know, kind of swings the other way, same thing, conservative, like, you know, kind of swings back and forth. I mean, (laughs) I'm just so tired of this. This is just... You know, people's like, oh, you know, you know, we have political differences. I'm not going to end friendships over this. I'm like, you can't be my friend if you voted for Trump. Like, I, I was like, we just have fundamental differences in terms of like decency. Like, and you don't care about my life is what you're telling me. So, I mean, mm. it's just and like before, like I said, I don't, you know, like we're like super great friends and you're a Republican. I don't have a problem with that. Like that is not that's not what this is. Like Yeah, but that's that this that's isn't that, you know? Is. Like this is just like he is he is a terrible human being and we've known that all along. The fact that he is only, that he called his shot on this should be an indication to anybody. The fact that he like started off like months ago say, saying how he would act if he didn't mm-hmm. win, you know, like, and that he's now just carrying yeah, out what he said. Yeah, he told us. not a He called his shot, like, before there was any, any, um, you know, alleged, you know, fraud or alleged voter tampering, whatever, the ballot tampering, before there was any ounce of anything, any, you know, like, he's, he called his shot way way long ago and then now he's just carrying that out and the fact that you're like buying it <laughs> like i i don't like i'm like you're i don't i don't know like you're just not i don't get it i don't get what you're yeah. what you're missing so you have another story no just real quick just another headline more than anything and this is the exciting uh happy news uh first trucks with covid19 vaccine rollout of pfizer plant in michigan so, um, and this was like a big, this is out of NBC News as well. Trucks departed the Pfizer plant in Portage, Michigan, Sunday morning, that's uh, this morning, with the first batches of the company's long-awaited COVID-19 vaccine en route to 636 predetermined locations. Pfizer is expected to deliver an estimated 2.9 million doses this week, 
via UPS and FedEx, General Gustav Persona, or sorry, Gustav Perna, Chief Operating Officer of Operation Warp Speed, said Saturday, the vaccines leaving Portage, a city just south of Kalamazoo, have U.S. Marshal protection to ensure they arrive safely at the hospital system selected to receive the doses, some as early as Monday. Pfizer CEO Albert Burla said the company was leveraging manufacturing plants in Michigan, Missouri, and Massachusetts to produce and distribute the vaccines quickly. I couldn't be prouder of my fellow Pfizer colleagues and partners in biotech. Their historic science-driven effort has delivered a vaccine with the potential to help bring an end to the most demic, most devastating pandemic in a century. Um, so the article goes on just to talk about how the FDA um, gave authorization for the emergency use of the of the vaccine uh, late Friday night. Um, back in the UK, earlier this week, uh, healthcare workers began to, um, or not just healthcare workers, but like uh, the elderly and healthcare workers, they're doing basically the same thing that we're doing. Um, began to receive the vaccine they had two people that had like a severe allergic reaction but apparently it was like anticipated uh both of them had histories of allergies and had like epipens like at the ready apparently um and um so yeah so the vaccine rollout is beginning i can speak um uh, personally um for the you know like our hospital system has started this week with uh, surveys for all of us to complete online as to whether or not we're uh, anticipating taking the vaccine and um, and starting to sort people into mm -hmm. categories of like high, medium and low risk. So, um, so yeah, so that's, um, and this is, and this is actually very interesting too. I think it's just kind of like an, uh, uh, a facing, uh, headline to the one that we just talked about because there was another article that I read that was just basically saying like how short-sighted uh, Trump is with regard to um, the legacy he's leaving behind because they were basically saying like if a, like basically like a smart president um, would have would be letting this like letting the success of this like vaccine like you know this whole like operation warp mm -hmm. speed thing um letting that like really be the thing that's like closing out the headlines as like his term comes to an end um but instead he's you know he's doing all this other stuff all these you know all this uh suing and supreme court and all this sort of stuff and that's what's getting that's what you know, where like, all his attention is instead of the national. That's crisis. where all his attention is. And that's where all the national attention is. And honestly, that's what the history books like his involvement. Like, th I, honestly, like the one smart thing that he's done, I feel like in like forever is like having worked closely with these pharmaceutical companies to like, you know, invest in like a, a quick and, you know, um, expedited pr production of this vaccine that we like. So did you hear need. about the like, whole, like he did, they didn't, they had an opportunity to order more doses and they did not. I, I no see, I didn't hear that. Like I saw the one thing that I saw was that, at the beginning of this, uh, these negotiations with the pharmaceutical companies that 
we like as a as a country purchased up front like we paid Mm -hmm. i guess in advance for like some it was some like gazillion dollars worth of (laughs) like of vaccines like it's sort of like we paid like we prepaid Mm -hmm. essentially um so that the initial vaccines would be like guaranteed to come our way um which i was like okay well that was like that's that's smart Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) like that was probably a good call you know but so i didn't yeah so they were given opportunity so one of the people my on my facebook friends is an infectious diseases doctor and so she gives updates Uh about this all the time and gets so much hate mail sure and mean messages just trying to inform people of what's happening so she was saying mm-hmm. because of right. you know you know we had the opportunity to order some more um, doses, but the government decided not to purchase them. So they're going instead to another country, uh, which now is going to limit mm-hmm. you know like sort of like so some people aren't going to be able to get it until much you know like mid year. So it's just going to mm-hmm. you know so it's just going to be it's going to be interesting to yeah. see like how this is rolled out which you know we kind of know like people with money are going to find a way to circumvent the process oh, I'm sure. um, which always happens with everything yeah. so I'm just it's kind of cause, like even at the beginning someone's like oh we're getting tested several times a week I was like there are people who just do not have access to tests like it's you know not a thing as much anymore but I was like wow like okay right so okay well, like even the whole thing that like, you know, just a few weeks ago was um, in news was how like uh, NFL athletes are getting tested mm-hmm. like on the regular. Um, so like and, and like everyone in the NFL, like it always just the entire um, organization has gone through some like like so like many, many, many thousands. There were people who were on um, like who were on a, like a TV show, um, and they, you know, they've kind of all mm-hmm. gone back to filming and they're like get tested three times mm-hmm. a week yeah and mind you like at my job where we we're exposed to COVID patients day in and day out like there's yet to be a mass That's uh, testing crazy uh, not like not once like we we have gotten they're doing a study on antigens and so they did offer the antigen test um which like that was fine but again it was like it was funded by a a study that's being done so um so yeah but in terms of like COVID testing we still aren't getting COVID tested still insane so yeah so I was just like our priorities Um, yeah so we'll see like um our I know that our system our hospital system is anticipating you know they they put out the survey this past week we were supposed to look at it and fill it in by the end of the week because they're anticipating getting organized and distributing the vaccine within the next mm-hmm. week and a half. Also, other hospitals, other hospital so, out here, they mentioned the one of the ladies in this group was saying that they just got the questionnaire, like they're supposed to be getting theirs um, in mm-hmm. next week, and they're supposed to be like who's mm-hmm. going to take it, who's not, kind of thing. Someone told a joke about it mm-hmm. about the vaccine and how they're like we're um. Saturday Night Live, like the Fauci code open, and they're like, yeah, the first okay. um, doses went to, you know, the UK, just like World War II, we're, you know, letting them go in first, 
And then we're gonna come in and swoop in <laughs> after they're done. I mean, honestly, I wasn't mad that they were starting yeah, in the day. I was just sort of like, let's okay, see what let's happens. Watch. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> see what happens. Is everybody okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A weekend? You guys just like oh, okay. uh, yeah, like face paralysis in some people. Yeah. No, I I was like, I need to check it to a further. I just saw it posted. And like the person who posted, I was like, she's very conspiracy minded. So I'm like, I don't know. I take everything you post with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know your news source, Dr. CB or um, who, not, you know, like everything is like, you know, and I was like, he had some like great things to say. But like the way people act, like some of the stuff, I was like, okay, it's just. Stop. And I don't know if I told you, but I have to tell you this offline because it was something a client told me. But I have to, like, I have to tell you. I was like, what is happening here? I thought I was in Twilight Zone. But yeah, our people, we have a long way to go. Um, and, you know, mm. for a reason about trusting the government, mm-hmm. uh, y'all give us no reasons to Absolutely. trust you with anything. Um, yeah, and I really want people to, like, really know what the Tuskegee experiment did, because um, there's just a lot of <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, you need to know know what the, t- yeah, you really need to yeah, like, That's it, a major. Yeah, so um, no, yeah, people know, point. people know about it, but I think, like, people what, 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 okay, t- what, what what happened with the Tuskegee um, experiment? Um, my understanding of the Tuskegee experiment is that um, men um, were black men were g- given syphilis and then um, observed and studied for it, like what the results like how their how the disease progressed in them, um, basically without treatment. And but they were told um, otherwise that, you know, that they were um, they were being treated for something. Um, and so that's, um, and obviously syphilis is a horrible disease, um, <laughs> that, um, that they then had then that, that and, you know, that, that you at that time died from. So, um, so they were basically, okay. So things. my understanding, you know, from what I've gathered in, and again, I see how people take the next step. Cause that's what I was initially told as well. The had already had mm-hmm. syphilis. They were not injected with syphilis. It was very, you know, common. They were taken, they already had the disease, and they were they were studied. And um, the, at the time, there was no safe and effective um, remedy or treatment for syphilis. But during the time, like I think within a year or two after the study started, there mm-hmm. was a actual treatment uh-huh. that was safe and approved and they did not give those gentlemen that um treatment and then continue to watch them suffer and you know quote unquote care for them you know throughout you know their life some you know it was like 40 years or something like kind of carried on so like uh-huh. that's was my understanding like they weren't injected with syphilis that they already had it but it's still gross um, negligence um, yeah in terms of that whole thing of not treating people and not you know knowing that there's not informing them of what's happening and what you're doing not making them aware that there is a safe vaccine and then just allowing them 
to suffer and die. So, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, I did not have a break. I'm sure people would disagree and would probably say, because again, the thing is, United States government or, you know, the medical field, you know, then and now, you know, I wouldn't put it past them. Like, so it is possible that that is what happened, but the official story is that they already had the disease. So, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Now I know, like, I get into these, like, deep things, like, like, I'm, like, obsessed with Jonestown. And so Uh I always, like, even, like, I think maybe a month ago, I kind of got into, like, a deep dive with that and started reading articles and, um, other things. I don't know where how it came up, but something happened and like there was like a mention of Jonestown. I was like, oh gosh. So just like reading about like the different people involved, like the stories of the people who actually got out and how they were get out, like are yeah. like fascinating. There's some really good podcasts um episodes on um on that whole thing. And it's um yeah, it's it's crazy. Okay, here. I found a nice, succinct mm-hmm. summary of the okay. Tuskegee From experiment. what's your source? My okay. source is history.com. So I feel pretty good. Hey, Historiated right. <laughs> me is like, what um, is your source? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I'm, like, like, I'm on Wikipedia. Yeah, here. no. Um, okay. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so it, um, this is from uh, an article updated July 2019 by Elizabeth Nix, and it says, The Tuskegee exper- experiment began in 1932 at a time when there was no known treatment for syphilis. After being recruited by the promise of free medical care, 600 men originally were enrolled in the project. The participants were primarily sharecroppers, and many had never before visited a doctor. Doctors from the U.S. Public Health Service government, which was running the study, informed the participants, 399 men with latent syphilis and a control group of 201 others who were free of the disease. They informed them that they were being treated for bad blood, a term commonly used in the area at the time to refer to a variety of ailments. The men were monitored by health workers but only given placebos such as aspirin and mineral supplements, despite the fact penicillin became the recommended treatment for syphilis in 1947. Public health um, researchers convinced local physicians in Macon County not to treat the participants. That's, That's actually medical negligence. Like that is like a crime, like against what you're your And who do are these no local physicians no who like? Yeah, like, remember the little do no harm piece? Okay. Um, they they convinced them to not treat the participants, and research was done at the Tuskegee, the, at the Tuskegee Institute, now called Tuskegee University. The school was founded in 1881 with Booker T. Washington as its first teacher. In order to track the disease's full progression, researchers provided no effective care as the men died, went blind, or insane, or experienced other severe health problems due to their untreated syphilis. Uh, it goes on, but that's basically the crux of it. That is, okay, 
I don't even know. Like, it's not better. I was <laughs> like, like, that's yeah. just that one small thing. Is it's a not better. It's like, yeah, like, it's like not, they didn't infect them with it. Yeah, it's they, not better, like, but had it's... it, and they let these men suffer. And, um, yeah. Oh, my God. Um... Well, thank you for correcting my uh, mis- yeah, the thing is, like, misunderstanding. That's like common, that. like that's what um, every black person thinks. So <laughs> it's like the common, yeah. So ooh. that's yeah. You're you're right. Okay. Yeah. For once, I'm in the black say, person like, you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's that PSU from undergrad. Sneaking I love in. it, <laughs> girl. You know. Ex clan and you, you know, that's um, right. <laughs> that's, right, so you know, that's are, right. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, no. So, um, uh, okay, yeah. So, all this. This is why we don't just take anything the government gives us or trust that they're giving us something. Um, that's helpful so for us. You didn't so. know, but I'm. In case you didn't know, I mean, that's the mo- and that's like the kind of more the modern day like 20th century example or like late 20th century example because there's plenty of stuff in terms of like the oh gynecological experiments on black yeah, women without like, anesthesia um that's the way that um illnesses were introduced to uh native american indigenous populations um through throughout the course of the like you know taking you know how the yeah, west so was won it's all of unquote. us people of um, color we don't trust y'all like we right. <laughs> there's a reason why yeah we have lots and we have reason to we have receipts we have all the reasons for why we come out of like nowhere like there's a reason why right like y'all yeah like y'all conspiracy theories based on here based on (laughs) what i want yeah that's not how (laughs) your preference yeah based on your preference so yeah yeah, so okay viral box so last week, so the nonsense. <laughs> last week, I talked about Dionne Warwick. So first of all, she's still at it. Um, so I want to say happy birthday, 80th birthday, Miss Dionne. Um, she turned 80 yesterday. Oh wow! And again, like she discovered okay. Twitter, and like there's her Instagram is like is you know whatever. So a few things have happened. First of all, SNL did a hilarious skit about a fictional. Dionne Warwick talk show. Hilarious. Oh, okay. um, it showed some of her funny tweets. They showed right. the one about Chance the Rapper. And then she was like, how do I tweet to you know Snoop Dogg? Did I do it right? And <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so this week, a couple <laughs> things happened. So she posted, uh, Kenan Thompson has, because again, she was featured on SNL. Kenan Thompson has been on SNL as long as I've been alive. A very talented and funny young man. I'm like, <laughs> He has not. As long no as mail. you've been alive. <laughs> um, so. And then she retweeted. <laughs> so somebody on um, someone on Twitter put a post up that says, "The League of Aunties has saved 2020." Evidence at Patty's yes. and Gladys Knight versus Kamala Harris, elected VP. Uh huh. Dion Warwick. Okay. Although, uh, is she an auntie? Well, she is okay, officially an auntie because she has. I guess she is officially. She has. She nieces has a, and nephews, but I think she just has nieces. Yeah. Okay. Because she has one sister. Well, I guess her husband has, you know, kids. He has kids, and they have like 
He has siblings. I don't know. But yeah, she has the one niece and she has little girls. Okay. So anyway. But um, yeah, Kamala Harris, she's auntie age. Um, they're more like grandmas yeah, instead of aunties. Is. So um, Patty and Glad. It's a so yeah. Kamala elected yeah, VP. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, Dion Warwick dominates Twitter, and Dolly Parton cures COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she wrote, I love that. "Aunties assemble." <laughs> okay, oh, and that. she is um, also beefing with Wendy Williams. Oh no! I will read. Why? Three tweets. A friend alerted me that Ugh. Wendy Williams was spending a lot of night n- not nice time speaking on me. I tuned into her show to catch the last few minutes of her speaking about me. And as in the past, she seems not to be able to speak without maliciously made comments. My hope is my name will refrain from being spoken or thought of by her as this conversation was held a few years ago, letting her know there was there was nor would be any need for her to say the name Dion Warwick for any reason. I don't believe one has to be mean <laughs> to get noticed. There's an old saying, you can catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Try it, Wendy, you might like it. And then the clown face and a smiley. Wow. She like, yeah, like very politely the part for her. me was let her know there was nor would be any need for her to say the name Warwick for any reason. Any, any name. Um, so yeah, so that's the one. Um, yeah. I love that. That was like the sweetest, like, you yeah, that was her. was like, you know, she didn't tell her, you know, <laughs> I got your number, hussy. Like she didn't go there with her. She could yeah. have, and that would have been <laughs> so great. So yeah, that was, so I was like, she is editing yeah. again. I love it. So she discovered Twitter and I it's been it. fun for me. So thank you to her or her niece, Brittany, or her sons, whoever's doing it. Thank you. Because <laughs> it it's very sassy Whoever's black woman. Her. So it's probably her niece doing it, not her sons, but thank you. It is so amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love looking at her antics um, every week. So there we go. So, wait, tell me everything. Mm-hmm. So, few things. Yes. Um, the verses that was supposed to happen today was canceled. Um, no one, the verses no one was waiting for. Ashanti and Keisha um, was canceled because Ashanti <laughs> um, has right. COVID. Yeah, so it's. I heard. Yeah, so they're like, this is the That's closest. Crazy. So you know, because Babyface was diagnosed and they had to reschedule. You know that time, but it was you know a couple. You know, you know, it was a little right. more in advance. So they were like, this is the first time that it was you know done before, um, so close to the time. And you know what they've been doing now because of all the sound right. issues early on is having them in the same place, six feet apart. You know, so. They're like, you know, we right. can't do that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we're just going to cancel it. No, we don't want you, Ashanti, to do it from your home. She's like, we're trying to figure it out if I can do it from home. No, nobody going to go there to help you. We don't trust you to figure it out because if Teddy right. Riley can't figure it out, we know you can't figure it out. Just... So, we just got to <laughs> not do this. And nobody needs to 
be around you. Yeah, like right. you're let it, let it go. So, like, stop. Yes. Go lay down. You feel all right? Go just lay just down. go lay down go somewhere. Go read a book. Do whatever. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, like, sure. I mean, nobody. No, not, nobody cares that you have COVID. Like, please get well. <laughs> but nobody cares about y'all. Like, it's not that urgent, girl. Please you get have well. Have to really yeah. For you to. It was not that deep. Get no, no, girl. Right. But they have a uh, announced. They rescheduled for January for that one. The last verses of the year. This is uh-huh. the Legends of the Bay. Okay. A West Coast showdown of E40 versus oh. Too Short. Yeah, I was like, okay, okay I would watch, watch this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. Like, okay. That is, yeah, that's definitely yeah, a the West picture Coast is of like there. a Latino guy in a low rider with smoke all around him. That is the graphic and then E40 versus short. So yeah, like nice. I am not like really a fan of either, but just b- living where I lived and grew up, like I, it's kind of like the passive listener like you know song just mm-hmm. because that right you know you don't have to right, like mean participate to, to like know stuff so yeah so i'll watch this one this will be right. cool so that's next saturday five Pacific, um okay 8 p.m eastern so yes i will be tuning into that one so congratulations to the time magazine person of the year which is two people uh <laughs> joe biden and Kam- Kamala Harris, and it's kind of funny. So I don't know uh-huh. if the occupant like went in a meltdown because of that, because there were so many other things happening for him to get mad about. Like, did you hear about when the Supreme Court issued <laughs> the thing? He was hosting. Okay, that was nothing. He's still hosting Christmas parties at the White House. I saw that. I saw that there, like, yeah, the, I saw something where they were saying, like, there's still all this, like, ongoing, you know, and, like, Giuliani just got diagnosed with COVID. Like, he's, there's so many people in his circle that have been, like, coming down with yeah, the virus. Yeah, but that day, still, he yeah, had a party. Place. The, the, you know, the, the, they, like, statement came out and he refused to come down and provide remarks for the people that were there for the party. It's like, are you a toddler? Are you a literal toddler? He <laughs> is. We've already answered. So, Asked an answer. He is a toddler. Or <laughs> do like a little, you know, tirade about them being um, person of the year because he was one of the people considered. He was one of the finalists. Um, uh-huh. I'm sure Wasn't he already person of the year one I year? think depending oh, on what you do, like, you know, this was, you know, good or bad, bad. It was quite a year for him. He did a whole lot of stuff this year. So, you know, like, it doesn't have to be a good or a bad <laughs> thing. Sure it's just, you know, what it is. Like, you were the most, yes. He had a lot to do with how the year turned out. So, so Donald Trump, Dr. Fauci, and frontline workers were another um, um, finalist. And the movement for racial justice um, was another, you know, person. You, you know, because it's always it could be whatever. Like you mm-hmm. know, the internet, like a long time ago, was one of the things. So, you know, it could just yeah, right, so, yeah, yeah. I feel like 
I would have voted for healthcare workers. Over yeah, but I think people are just Biden. so anti like Trump and thinking like, yes, very much the backbone of like keeping this nation going has been frontline workers. Uh, however, people right. are hailing, you know, them as I don't say like the saviors, but like sweet relief that things are going to turn the corner. Like, it's like hope. So I think that kind of the only thing that, like, eclipsed that. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, too, thought, like, the frontline workers, Dr. Fauci, like, the only person, like, telling the truth. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I I would think those would be my first two, top two, and then... Because I feel like, for me, like, I could see Biden and Harris being like next year, you know, because it's like, oh, okay, no, they're inaugurated. Know what they're going to do you know, next like, year. So it's like, it's all yeah, about like, the hope. A hope that y'all are going to do something. Yeah. Help, help, help us. Help us, please. I guess. Help us. We're putting a lot of this. So I like, we, oh I want to see my family again and hug people again, please. Um, yeah, so that right. was that. Um, do you watch the Red Table Talk at all? No, I mean, like, if it becomes, like, a big deal, like, I'll watch, you know, but, like, I'm not. Yeah, so I watched it sometimes, you know who it is. I tried to watch a little bit of it this week because it became, like, such a big thing. But even then, I had to turn it off because I got tired of listening to the girl on there. So the person on there was Olivia Jade, who is the daughter of um, Lori Laughlin, uh, Becky, and um. And um, she came on there to talk about her family's involvement in the scandal. You know, her parents are now in jail serving for what month or two. Mm-hmm. And it was because they had a little thing beforehand right. that I did watch where Gammy was hot. She was like, why are we having her on here? Okay. She was like, this is okay, just the epitome of white privilege. That this white girl, like, they did something wrong, and she's running to this space, you know, to tell her story. And she was like, I don't care. Uh I don't care about her story. Like, she's super privileged. And they were like, well, just because, you know, people are privileged doesn't mean that they, you know, don't have feelings. And she's like, you know, and Jada was talking about Willow and how Willow used to harm herself. And, you know, people were like, just because, you know, people are rich, they don't, it's not that they don't have any problems. And I was like, Willow's still like, y'all are still black too. So that's a totally, you can't compare her. Mm-hmm. Like there is like, you know, some similarities into their lifestyle, but like even you guys are even more privileged in that sense than she is in terms of wealth. But um, she's still white, yeah. So that carries a lot, a lot of weight. So, um, yeah. So she got on there, and I was just right. like, "Girl, no, nobody cares. That you didn't anyway. The fact yeah. that your parents did that's all you want to do was like party." And she's like, "Oh, I've learned about privilege." And she did a story. It's like, "Yeah, I went to Watts, um, and." This labeled like what part of LA it was. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you know, there's just so many needs there. And that is when I turned it off. I was like, I don't want to hear about you going to Watts mm-hmm. or any other place thinking you're like saving somebody or 
and like you don't care. So I was like, I don't, I don't want to hear it. So I'm like, I'm team Gammy, like, you know, she, she else. And not that you don't have Absolutely. like, you know, they've had plenty of like white women on the show or and all kinds of people on the show. And like, I've never really had a problem with. There was one black woman that they had on the show that was transracially adopted. She was adopted by white. And she really didn't identify mm-hmm. as black. And that was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Her grappling with that. Because I was like, mm-hmm. you're like kind of delusional. Like, you, there you have to tell yourself mm-hmm. to believe that. And like, yeah, you you have some real work to do. Not that you know, everyone has same experiences but that's awful yeah I, I think you like maybe need to re, you know reconsider some of the you know like reframe some of your experiences and just yeah so that one was the only one where I was like that was painful right. to watch but I lo- enjoyed like you know a lot of the different um, episodes so yeah so this one I was like I don't care about this girl I do not care and I don't think yeah. no yeah, I'm completely with Gary. Yeah, and I'm like, not of the opinion that you're rich, you don't have problems. Like, because that's not true, because you're a person. But this, right. no, sure. nobody cares. Like, there are people Mm-mm. who are jailed, people who are jailed no. for putting their kids in another school district just because they want to give their kid a better opportunity. They are put in right. jail for years. And, like, you got a slap in the wrist for like all the stuff that you guys did. You know, everyone. Yeah. Let's not even talk about like whatever prison that right. they ended up at that I'm sure is like, you know, if, oh let's stay God. at the like, Marriott. Staying at the Marriott. Like, like oh my gosh, my Motel 6. Like, that's horrible. Yeah. But, uh-uh. Right, right. Nope. <sighs> Sorry. Had to take a sip of water. I was so upset. So yeah, so that Olivia Jade and my care. And the last thing, um, rest in peace to Tommy Tiny Lister, better known as Debo, who passed away just a few days ago. Oh, um, yeah. They're saying that he had feared that he had had COVID, but prior, like earlier in the summer, I think, and had. Um, recovered mm-hmm. he does ha- he did have some underlying conditions and so he told i guess 62. Mm-hmm. how old was he yeah he told his um oh, i think his manager that he was supposed to meet with her and told her like i'm not feeling well i'm feeling like i did when i had covid and then they're like yeah she's like she was supposed to meet with him he's like i don't know if i can do it and she was going to come over there and yeah, and you know he had passed away. Found he had passed away. So yeah, rest. Of, yeah, that mm. I mean he is. He so has been sad. in other things, but he is this LA girl. He is forever Debo. Yeah. That is like defining. Yeah, really. Um, defining for sure. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, so, so that's that's it. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot more foolishness, but either I don't care to talk about those people or it will take me too much research to figure out who these people are. So I'm good. (laughs) 
That is hilarious. Okay, um, let's get personal. Um, okay. okay, I am almost done with the West Wing. <gasps> I, oh, I you're like speeding through these. Well, because there wasn't that many in between the last time I saw the election five episode, and then there was like a couple of like, like dumb like ones. Five or so more. Huh? Or no? Okay. I don't know. I did watch okay. a bunch. I did watch a few like on Friday night. So, um, so yeah, memory so almost done. Um, what did you think of that one with um Danny and yes. CJ? Wasn't that oh, just it made me really episode? I love Danny so much. He was so I, good. You have. I've always I've been rooting for Danny since the beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I think Danny's the one. And I'm glad that CJ finally sees he- it. Like, I was just like, he's so patient with her, but I'm glad that he gave her like an ultimatum. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah, I love that. And um Still, uh, we had a couple of oh, like yeah. dodge free episodes. Going now, right? Really glad. I was not happy. Well, he was gone. Now he, I think he's. Uh, I just caught the very top of the the last one. Then I was like, oh, I'll just watch it later. Um, so, but he was gone for two episodes. I was not. That's happy what that I did. So with they're Donna, like a though. thing, and he's gone um, now. So, yeah. So he is. He is with Donna. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, I was happy to not have him on the show the for job? two episodes, though. With her in the job, relief. the job um, that she got. Yeah, yeah. And him again with the job and her. I hate him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, so I was like, so that's not changed. You just are now. You're just sleeping with him and somehow it's okay with you that he still doesn't see you as a professional okay whatever um so i'm just like disappointed in donna about like hate him laying down Um, the it was very undonna like for her to lay down the this is this this is how much time you have if you don't make a decision by then like that's the end of it Yeah, but I was also just kind of like, what is your basis for wanting to be with him? Like, you know what I'm She's saying? Like, none of that was loved resolved. him. Like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't make he was a, sense. He was a, yeah, no, that doesn't. No, it's just, it does. I don't like that. I'm like, you're making, it's still a bad choice. Like, he still has, he still hasn't respected you. He still hasn't given you your due. Mm-hmm. He's never apologized for any of that. And you're no. you're content to carry on as though no. that's all okay. Again, like, this is the difference between well with me. the time we are living in and men writing women. So that's the other. I thing. guess. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Josh yeah, is no sure. cry. Um. So I did. <laughs> oh my god, he's just. He's so unattractive. He's so like he's unattractive on the outside and on the inside. Like it's like there's no it's not insult Bradley with her. Um <laughs> I am. Okay. 
I'm like, he's not like, oh, like, cause he's the kind of, he's the kind of guy who based on his looks needs to be like super sweet and funny. And that's like, you get over the fact that he's not that attractive he thinks he's because funny, he's though. like, he, he keeps thinks you he's in funny. stitches. That's who he and is. And he's usually next he's not, to Rob Lowe. Not. That was the other thing. I was he's, like, he's an awful person. You're next to Rob Lowe and Rob Lowe is way more attractive and he's way nicer than you. <laughs> so much like, nicer. Yeah. So much nicer. Yeah. So, so Sam comes back, which was nice to kind of see him come back. Um, and um, so, yeah, I thought that was kind of like a nice like wrap around. Like, oh, okay, like because yeah, like Sam like went away to California, and then we didn't give Rob Lowe his money. Else about him. Um, Girl. Uh so yeah, so that was good. Um they had I'm trying to think what else happened. So yeah, mainly I think it was like the Danny thing. The, um the name, the, not Bill Gates, but like the um and Steve Jobs guy. Frank. Yes, that name you remember. <laughs> Frank Hollis. That I yeah, because I I thought it was such a weird name. I was like, it's a weird comment. Like sometimes the names that they give people are strange. So I was just kind of like, okay, Frank, which is such a like old man yeah. name, but this guy was not old. Like he was supposed to be kind of, yeah, like a young like you know tech guy or something, you know. And the last name Hollis, which feels like very like does feel very like, um, young and kind of you know like on the edge or whatever. So it was just like such a weird combination of a first, okay. first name like, and last you name. I never remember any names uh, that's why it's the same. You're like, yeah, Frank <laughs> I'm like, okay. I don't. Yeah, Frank Hollis. Because I was like, like the Tillinghams and Lendinghams and like those weird like smash up names. There's so many of those weird names like in the West Wing. It's so like ridiculous. Uh-huh. Well, it was such a strange name that it made me think of like, okay, who's my like yeah, favorite high school teacher was that or something? You know what I mean? Like a writer like decided, you know, like it's just like because it was like it has to be a real name because like you wouldn't that wouldn't be a name that you make up because like you wouldn't combine those two names together, you know? So I was like, okay, clearly that was somebody's and like do that favorite like, AP bio teacher. Other people all the time. So um, yeah. Yeah, like you know, it's just sort of like a little like homage, homage to um to them. So yeah, so there was that, and then I'm trying to think if there's something else that was like, oh, uh, Sam isn't that awesome? Asks Vinick to be Secretary of State. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's terrific. Like I was really glad because yeah, that was the episode that kind of opened with I don't oh, know going to start like, it kind of opened with like poor Arnie Vinick, like <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, like just like oh, oh my gosh, it was so sad. I was like, yeah, you don't ever really think about what the other person has to do, like the next, like, whatever, you know, the, the person who doesn't win. Yeah, he's like, I guess I'll just turn on the news, and you know, the news is all about the guy who won, and you're sitting at home with your like, you know, yeah. It was like so I sad. Love staff so, too, and how they're um, like, yeah, I thought that was a really yes, you move. need to do this, like. <laughs> 
Yeah, they're like, please, because they were just yeah, like, they're oh like, God, you're not gonna, a boomer. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh, they're yeah. like, sir. Yeah, so they were so relieved for him. Um, there was that, and then, um, oh my God, they brought what's her face back, which I was like, couldn't we just close this series without having to see Amy? Again, I was just like, she comes in to be all like to campaign or to like try to talk to Santos into uh, taking the VP, the female woman, like, yeah, the woman uh, VP. I was like, you're still annoying. I I still don't like your face. face? And I don't understand why I'm I'm listening to you talk right now. (laughs) Why is your face in my face again? Like, I, I was just so like, I can't. And they fixed Janine Garofalo's eyebrows. <laughs> I'm telling you, she's got two episodes where her eyebrows are crazy and then they go back to just regular 90s eyebrows. I was just like, oh my God, I don't understand what's happened. Um, so yeah, so okay. she's still the floating campaign around. Hookups. Yeah, so what do you that's think about where that? I am. So I'm, I'm right, right at the... Um, yeah, I was Random. sort of like, okay, whatever. Like it just, it seemed a little like... I was just like, really random. All these people are like, presumably like hooking up left and right. Like, okay, sure. <laughs> um, like the, the one that the one that was most random was like the young guy. Yeah, I don't see that at all. Yeah, I was like, really? That's just I yeah. don't see that at all, and it's kind of actually pretty gross. Um, so yeah, I was just like, whatever. Uh, it just seemed like they had minutes to fill. In that so episode. anything else besides the West Wing <laughs> happening in your life? Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, I'm very excited because this is the first year ever that I've actually like gotten my act together. I, I almost I was and I was I was several days late, but I started. Um, I'm doing my uh, Advent wreath candles. Um, and so today is the beginning of the third week of Advent. Um, and so I've been doing, you know, my little liturgy every night. And so this my year is different where you're not nice. doing it on Facebook. Um, and uh, you're not doing it on Facebook this year, right? I have not seen it. Huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, the devotionals. I haven't, I, yeah, I haven't been posting the devotionals, although somehow people are still finding them because people are like sharing them. And like, I was just like. I don't like because I like lots of people follow that page. Like it has like, like, like more than a hundred, like four, like two hundred followers or something. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's what it is. Like people are like seeing them. I guess. Like I have no idea, but like somehow I keep getting like notifications from that page. Um, so yeah, I haven't been posting them, but um, yeah, I decided because I was like, I really want to just focus on um, kind of like my own like Advent this year. Um, and, um, so yeah, so it's been very nice. I really like the lighting of the candles. And this week, the lighting of the Advent candles also coincides with the beginning of Hanukkah, which started on Thursday night. Um, and Mm -hmm. I just kind of like just the idea that we're all like lighting candles this week, like simultaneously, you know? Um, so that's going on. And, um, I mentioned my rower last week, but this week, the there was one little part that had come and like with it that was uh, not working so they sent me the part and it came on friday 
no, it came on in Saturday's mail. So I was able to plug that in and now it's like reading everything perfectly and I'm like getting to like really like use like the software that comes with it so that I can actually like, you know, keep my keep up my stats and see where I'm starting and see how I need to build and all that stuff. So I'm very excited about that. Like, I really like my rowing machine. I'm very, very excited about it. Um, and it feels so good to just like be back doing something with my body on a regular basis. Like this past yeah. week, since I've gotten it, I've already worked out four times. Um, you know, and it's just like, you know how it is when you just get back out there to do it, like whether it's exercise or something else, like, like, I feel like exercise in particular, like, you know, just the like whole intentionality of like stretching and like really like feeling your muscles and like, you know, like focusing on your breathing and, you know, just like all the things that are sort of like, uh, centering about like physical activity, um, that I was really missing and that I feel like it's going to be just, just good to have back like as a regular part of my life again. I'm so I'm very like, you know, I'm very like, I'm starting really slow. I'm like super mindful. Like I'm like, I do not want to injure myself. I don't want to do anything that like is going to like once yeah. more like compromise my ability to like work out, you know? So, so yeah, so I'm super excited about that. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, and I, um, I got turned on to this new podcast and it's really, um, it's creepy, Mm -hmm. but it's good. It's called Let's Not Meet. Have you heard of it? Let's Not Meet. It's, um, they call themselves a true, uh, horror story, uh, podcast. Um, but what it is, is, um, the host is this guy and he takes stories like basically like creepy encounter stories from oh, uh, Reddit um, is so mostly scary. from Reddit f- feeds like uh, oh my God, I feeds. hate it so well, yeah right <laughs> so he like I guess he basically like I guess like sifts through like a bunch of like Reddit stories and chooses some to read and like he kind of like clumps them together in themes because it's they're pretty short you know they're not like hour long you know like each one is maybe like five or seven minutes you know so he'll take like in an episode's usually like 30 minutes so he'll usually do like four stories um that are like similarly themed um and just like read them and sometimes he has a co-host a, a female uh co-host who will you know also read um so they just like read read the stories just like you know straight through um and they're like yeah they're super creepy so one had like kind of like a like a hotel theme and another one had like a you know wrong place wrong time kind of theme you know like so um but the whole that all of them have to do with let's not meet so like it's like you'll they'll tell some story about like some creepy encounter that they had with somebody or whatever and then so the addition that they put onto it is at the end of the story, they'll add on like, so a stranger who creeped me out at the grocery store, let's not me, you know? So like all of those, like, it's like, that's the little like common, like ending to it all. So it's really, really good. Like I was just like, it's very much like become my little podcast. And there's like a few seasons, there are already several seasons in. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to start from the beginning and work my way around so yeah um 
very good. Um, um, and I think that's so. It. What about you? Yeah, like not much. Like this week, my main focus has been once again on eating less meat and more plant-based meals. It was fine <laughs> until Friday. Friday <laughs> was like meat a palooza up in this piece. I ate all the meat and then it felt horrible mm, afterwards. Mm. And now I have immediately gone back <laughs> to no meat. Okay. <laughs> so it's been great. So I did my shopping okay. for the week on Saturday. I'm very excited about the recipes. I'm going to make a, a great, like, vegetarian mm-hmm. breakfast casserole so that I won't have to cook breakfast every day this week. Uh, I'm going to do mm-hmm. some, yeah, oh my gosh, some, you know, lentil quesadillas, mm-hmm. some jerk, um, talk, jerk, jerk, jackfruit tacos. And some more of my untuna, which I enjoyed. Okay. And, you know, today I made yesterday the Megan Markle mush, and I ate that today for dinner. So, yeah, that's kind of what's mm-hmm. going on. The lights are flashing a bit. So, I don't know. It was raining earlier. So, hopefully, the lights won't go off on me. Um, yeah. So, that was, you know, my plans. So I'm very excited about my, man, my meal plan for the week. And, I'm already, you know, looking up. I'm kind of deep diving into this vegan world because I keep saying um, that I'm going to try to do vegan for the month of January, which is veganary. Um, And we'll see. I'm like, I like dairy way too much to really do vegan. So, and it's. Yeah, like January veganary. I was like, vegan. And so, like, that's my thing. So, like, the easy myself off is you know kind of making it a little easier but yeah I was like I don't know we'll we'll see I was like me just implementing more plant-based meals um I feel better and yeah lost a couple pounds but I like like I said I, I feel better so it's all good like I'm I'm like really enjoying it okay yeah good I um I see that you, I'm eliminating literally, eggs. Like, okay, before we got months. on this call, I literally ate like a little plate. Like, I eat eggs every day, one. And I <laughs> a little, I had a little, little mound yeah. of just shredded cheese that I was just eating. So, well, yeah, so not like, not because of dairy per se, mm-hmm. but like I, I told you that I did the like uh, food sensitivity test, and the only thing that came back as high sensitivity mm-hmm. was um, egg whites. And so, the most innocuous thing. And I was just like, okay, well, you know, like <laughs> I don't, the most innocuous thing. And honestly, the thing that I was kind of going out of my way to eat. Right, so they say, but not for you. Eating the whole egg, right? (laughs) So, like, I was like, apparently not for me, or at least I'll see, because I I was like, I'm really interested to see what is the sensitivity, like, because, you know, oftentimes uh, when you're having a food sensitivity from something that you eat, like, on a fairly regular basis, like, you don't know it, or, like, you don't see it readily until you eliminate it from your diet, so... I'm doing the thing where you eliminate it for 30 days and then after 30 days, like you mm-hmm. like, you know, have like a day or two of like reintroducing it. 
so that you can see like what happens in your body differently, you know? Um, so I'm interested to find out, obviously we'll know, we won't know that for a few weeks, but, um, I don't eat a ton of eggs, but I was definitely putting like egg white powder in my smoothies. So I've replaced that with collagen powder, um, just so that I can still have like protein in it, you know, cause that was kind of the point of the egg white. And then, um, and then usually eggs are my like weekend go-to. Like on, you know, when on the weekend, when I have time to like really make myself breakfast, like I make myself a little omelet, usually like, you know, dice some bell peppers, onions, saute, you know, like little cheese. Like that's my like treat on the weekends because I'm home and I have time to make breakfast, like a real breakfast. So other than that, like, you know, I'm sure obviously there's eggs in things like other um things that you eat have eggs in them but like for the most part I'm not like oh like I have I don't have eggs every single day but so I like just you know um so I'm trying I'm trying that out and just seeing what happens um after four weeks of eliminating it we'll see how it goes so yeah just so interesting like I was kind of like egg whites really um so my hope is that whatever it is, is not anything like that deep where it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, I can just go back to my like weekend eggs and, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause that's like, it is like nice to have like a, a little like hot, hot breakfast on an easy yeah, hot breakfast. Like, I like I can it's, make it's so other easy. things. And but, for me, like it's so, the thing that like so yeah. gets me through the, the morning, like having eggs like that, like fills me up, gives me a boost. So I'm like. Yeah, eliminating eggs is going to be hard. I tried those, that thing in the can, like the Just Eggs. That was just nasty. That was not good. Because um, <laughs> what, it's not really, uh, it's, what it's, is it? There's other stuff in it. I can't remember. Is this it's like vegan. Imitation? Um, I'm looking it up right now. It's... Oh okay. God, I, I I don't know, but it's just not good. Um, also, mm. the protein-rich <laughs> mung bean that scrambles like it's eggs. Just That's what it not says. Good. But I know, like, there's like turmeric in there. There's like some other stuff. Oh. And so yeah, so zero cholesterol, sustainable crumbling. You know, right. Um, protein. Well, yeah, um, <laughs> the foundational ingredient is a protein-rich legume called a mung bean. I've had things with mung beans in it, and I don't have a problem with that. Um, so that's kind of the status. Mm-hmm. And it, when it cooks up, it looks weird to me. So it has mung bean, turmeric. Um, yeah, those are the things that I remember. Like, they have some kind of dehydrated onion, carrot, ex- you know, extraction, some sugar, and a bunch of stuff that, that are, like, chemicals and preservatives. And I'm like... Right. That's why I'm like, some of the things that are, like, supposed to be substitutes for the real thing, I'd yeah, be like, my how can that possibly said, be, like, just eat a little really bit all that much better with all this, like, super weird... Thing. Instead of this like made up stuff, <laughs> the real so thing. it's supposed to scramble like <laughs> yes. like even cooking it. I was kind of like, ew, this looks weird. Um, so I did not enjoy it. So that I do not like my, you know, mm. like my jackfruit. I'm I'm obsessed with. 
you know, turning chickpeas into delicious food. I'm also Mm -hmm. in agreement with lentils, all of that. Like I can firmly get behind like next week I'm going to do jackfruit crab cakes. Like, yeah. So I'm getting like immersed into like the vegan, like the vegan things that are happening. And like, I was like, I I was like, Oh my gosh, this is happening. So like, they're talking about eggs, like, okay. A flax egg was something that was mentioned in several recipes. I was like, what is a flax egg? So I would have to look it up and it's like using ground flax. Yeah, what is a flax egg? With um some water and you mix it up and it ha it like has the um it like does what an egg do in terms of binding things together. So I was like Oh, so like you could use it like in I a, guess so. Like I'm not sure about baking, but like in this crab like cake where you need like, you know, crackers or something like that and you need an egg, like they put that in it. But I think it might, uh, you can okay. use it for baking, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But I do know like this was for specific, you know, rest- um, recipes. And then tab of the round and something called a banana, f- a banana, what was it? A banana flower or something like that. What they use as a substitute for fish. So that was my whole thing. I was like, I don't want to do all these like meat substitutes to trick me. I know what meat tastes like. So I don't know if I care about like making yeah. all these things taste like meat. Like the uh, tuna thing, I was like, it don't taste like tuna to me, but what it is is good. Like I mm-hmm. like what it is. So it's not like I was like, it don't taste like tuna because I know what tuna like right. tastes like. Don't really right. care, love tuna that much anyway. But I was like, this tastes good. So that's, so I was like, I, I'll experiment. Right. I don't know about the banana thing yet. There you um, go. I might try, but I'm definitely going to do the crab cakes because jackfruit is bad. So yeah, so that is me. So I think I've, I've allowed myself, like, I'll do fish. So like maybe okay. fish every other day or twice a week. And maybe like a red meat or pork like once a week. So I said like, I would allow myself that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah, reasonable like for me to go from eating like deal. meat every day, <laughs> multiple meals, to like once a week. So, and the fish, I feel like, you know, is mm-hmm. very light, not heavy. So, enjoy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I am proud of myself. I feel good. Very good. And um. I'm having fun exploring and finding nice new recipes. Something I always enjoy. Cookie. Yep, so that's it. Well, all right. Mm-hmm. We, we said it all. Terrific. Well, yep, that's what we do. We said that's it all. We've wrong. covered everything. We said we would and we did it. All right. <laughs> That's how we roll. <laughs> All right. And I'm thinking in terms of our schedule, I think we might have one more episode mm. before the end of the year and then take a short. So do you want to do break? the 20th? Like next. Right. Yeah. Like next week. Like that's fine. Like, Maybe you know, come back. Still before Christmas. Couple weeks. Yeah. The only thing is, I'm going to apologize in After advance. We don't know how to come back from breaks. We say we're going to break for like a month or something. 
or a couple of weeks and we take six months. So yeah, we need to like next week and then come up with like a date that we're actually going to come back and kind of hold ourselves to it. Okay, yeah, so next I week we will week announce how long our break be will a be. Break. And, and then I was like, you know we'll what? No, and part of it was like I saw Dina today, so I'm like, I don't want to hurt up. <laughs> I don't want to have to answer to Dina. Hey, girl. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to have to answer to Dina. Dina is on us. Um, so I was like, yeah, let's, hey, let's girl. just hey, get Dina, on hey. it. Like, I, I need that accountability. <laughs> And everything. I was like, no. You've been Girl, working all day, but I was like, though. you had some time. Like you you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. So we will work that out amongst ourselves. But we'll uh Last yeah. So episode. December twentieth next or it'll drop on the twenty first. That'll be our final a 2020 episode so what and episode then, is this uh, what number uh, when we'll be back for the new year today is episode okay. 96 awesome. so that means uh we'll end the year on episode 97 all right girl yeah i'll talk to you later exciting Bye. all right thanks for listening folks see you next Wait Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait tell me everything at gmail.com.